listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. We're ready to splash (laughs) you with a little love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. And today we have a really special show, special even to our hearts, because we want to discuss with you about our recent trip to Rwanda this past summer. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. We went to Rwanda. I know. Yes, 2019. This trip was such a splash to our soul and such a beautiful reminder of how dangerous it is when we take our Mm -hmm. eye off the poor. That's right. It's so easy, isn't it, buddy, to think that this is normal living in America? I know. And yet 1% of the world lives the way we do. Yep. And the rest of the planet, hello, Rwanda, is mm-hmm. living on less than $2 a day. That's right. And I'm sure some of you are listening are going, did you misspeak, Shalene? No. no. No, I didn't. The rest of the planet is living on less than $2 a day. And we just witnessed that firsthand. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was crazy. So here's the reality, right, buddy? If you slept in a bed last night like I did You're and rich. had a roof over your head, right? That's you right. keep food in what we call a refrigerator. You're rich. You are richer than 75% of the entire world population. That's right. And yet we run around saying we're broke mm-hmm. when really we're overfed and unconcerned and we need to skip that. And so the goal of this trip for Barbara and I, Barbara serves on uh, the board of directors for skip1.org. That's a 501c3 charity that we have. Skip something, feed a child. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it. And we actually, because of people like you who skipped a latte or a Mm -hmm. lunch or a pack of gum and donated that money, we were actually able to build a kitchen in Rwanda. Mm. Now, I've only been to Uganda, both Mm -hmm. Barb and I. Well, you went to Ghana, too. I went to Ghana. Uh Um, And... My first trip, for those of you that know me or maybe heard or don't, my very first trip to Africa was in 2003 to see if the kids (laughs) that I was sponsoring on our refrigerator for my two little young kids um, were real. I mean, my kids were littles. I mean, talking elementary school. And so I had gotten a little girl for our daughter, Brooke, who was born in 1999, and a little boy for our son, Blake, who was born in 1996. And I would send the little money each month, the 38 Mm -hmm. bucks. I wasn't thinking of it. You can listen to the very first and second podcast of this and hear the whole story. But the quick version is I flew there in 03 to see if these kids were real. And I told nobody, (laughs) nobody I was coming. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm Italian. And I show up in this little village called East Africa after flying by myself because the long version is my husband got sick. He didn't go. So God and I had this adventure in Africa and I'm. I get there and I asked to meet these two children and all I had, I ripped the pictures off my refrigerator, <laughs> right? All I had was the numbers and their names, like AR212, where's GR479? And this oh. gracious woman hikes me. Back then, it looked like a back lot of a movie set to me, mud mm-hmm. huts, mm-hmm. the size of my walk-in what closet. What were you thinking? What was I doing? Leaving uh, your group. Yeah, going I left out my in the group bush. with some lady I'd never met. I didn't even get her name. I was so rude, you guys. I was on this mission. I'm going to be Diane Sawyer. I'm going to bust this thing open if it's fake. <laughs> so all of that to say, not only was it real, um, mm. and not only did I get to meet Omega and Al Onis, we call him Al, um, 
Omega actually got to come to America in 2017 mm-hmm. um, to be at Brooke's graduation from high school. Mm-hmm. She said, Mom, is there any way Omega could be here? And I'm like, who's your mama, Brooke? <laughs> <laughs> so God gave this girl a visa. We flew her here. She got to go to Disneyland. Remember that, right. buddy? Yep. And she actually was the first young woman to graduate high school from her village. Mm-hmm. And she's now um, a junior in college at Uganda Christian University, all because of a little sacrifice of 38 bucks a month That's right. to keep this kid alive, fed in school, but most importantly, hearing about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So through that encounter, my husband and I created an organization called skipone.org, skip one thing once in your life for the sake of someone else. And this kitchen is something that Barbara and I, a project our board's been working on, and we funded it. But it was in Rwanda, mm-hmm. and we'd never been there. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I had just recently sponsored a new child in Rwanda, Theo. And it's been a while, friends, <laughs> since I checked all this stuff out because I had an amazing experience in 03. But, you know, I'm still Italian, and I get curious. And I thought, wow, buddy, why don't we go to Rwanda and check out this kitchen And then head over to the village where Theo is Mm -hmm. and see if these people are really still sponsoring these kids and Mm -hmm. using the money. And how the organization is really set up and are they really doing what you think? Because you, I mean, we all think, is our money going there? You know, what are they doing with it? It is all for publicity or, or, you know, the mail. I mean, are they really pouring into these children and are they are they really getting an education and fed and hearing about jesus because it's one thing for the president of the ceo of a big organization to say oh yes this is what we do it's another thing to go to the backwoods of a bush jungle and you hear the director say this is what we do this is our ethos and culture and that it actually matches so Our first stop when we got into Rwanda, and what was really super cool for those of you that are moms that are listening, my daughter just happened this summer to be on her break. Mm -hmm. And as a Division I athlete, that doesn't always happen. And so she got to actually join Barbara and I. And Barbara is my daughter, Brooke's godmother. Mm -hmm. So it was Barbara... Brooke, me, Christy Christie. We went with the Compassion team and with the Skip One team. And we got rocked. When Mm -hmm. I say my soul got splashed, um, I want you to lean in because you don't have to leave your country to have your soul splashed like this. Um, It's when was the last time you did something for someone who could never repay you? Mm -hmm. And God just wanted to put that in my face again. Shalene, sure, you take friends to lunch who can take you to lunch. You celebrate friends who can celebrate you. You give your Rolodex connections to people who can open theirs for yours. When you're in a third world country, (laughs) these people end up giving more to you than you can ever receive. Mm. So we show up at this school that Skip One is partnered with, with Susan Holleran. She's the CEO. It's called Hope Haven. Mm. Amazing. I want to go to school there. Um, This woman out of Denver has put together this school. It reminded me of if Oaks Christian, where my kids went to high school, Mm -hmm. planted in Rwanda for these, the least of these, right? right. Mm -hmm. And their uniforms and their school and the water that I could drink Mm -hmm. right out of, I mean, the vegetable fields that they had, that they 
Oh my gosh, I never saw such beautiful cabbage. cabbage. Barbara Plants. was freaking out. <laughs> it was amazing. Freaking out over We cabbage. have photos to prove this too. Oh I'll put goodness. it up on the you, Splash and beautiful. Podcast Instagram. And we ate it. I know. She served us lunch and yes. everything was from the garden. Oh. But the children just welcome you with song mm-hmm. and dance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm reminded of how fun it is just to dance sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if you would look at their surroundings, and we actually got to go to a couple of the children who were attending this school because people like you skip something. They were able to go here and get food. Um, their surrounding, what they live in, mm-hmm. that they get to come for these hours and be in this place to get educated and affirmed and loved on and splashed and encouraged and built up to lead one day Mm -hmm. was just breathtaking. uh, Didn't they also share about the education there and how the testing testing was like they... These children were in the top 3% of Rwanda of Rwanda in their education. The government is actually taking notice now of Hope Haven That's right. because these children are getting such a stellar education mm-hmm. that the public schools that are offered in Rwanda pale in comparison. That's these right. kids' test scores were in the top, like you said, Barbara, top yeah. 3%. And you know what I loved? <laughs> Which is, it's just about uh, respect. Do you remember sitting there in the school, the classroom? Yes. And the teacher would ask a question, and they would snap their fingers, yes, their, to their, their thumb and their third finger, yep. their second finger, was, and they'd snap, 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 snap. And they were excited. They wanted so much to answer the right, question. Right. And then when they when she called on them, they stood up. They stood. Every up, one of them rose. stood up in respect. To give the answer to the question. And she was just doing the story of David and Goliath. That's right. We got to sit in on the benches. Yep. We'll show you the photos. But these students could not wait. I know. And it doesn't matter. We're on the whole other side of the world. And Jesus is just coming alive mm-hmm. through the Bible stories. I grew mm-hmm. up hearing when mm-hmm. I was their age, you know, it was so powerful. Yeah. But one takeaway from me at Hope Haven was... A young girl had come out of her class and she went to the bathroom and then she went over to the sink Mm. and the water started coming out and she was staying there for like five minutes. (laughs) She's just doing that. And I looked at Susan and she goes, Shalene, this is my joy of the school. Mm. She's like, she's playing in the water. Yeah. She doesn't get to wash her hands at home. There's no running water. There's no electricity. She doesn't take a shower or a bath. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't get any of this. So these kids go to the bathroom and then they wash their hands like they're scrubbing in for surgery. (laughs) I mean, this girl was scrubbing up like she was about to, you know, go into the OR. She was so just loving the moment of this mm-hmm. running water right. that we take for granted mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I remember saying to my kids, did you wash your hands after they right. <laughs> when they were young? Wash your hands. These kids couldn't get to the sink fast enough to That's wash right. their hands. Mm-hmm. And from 2003 and four, and I think we went in six too, mm-hmm. to now 2019, going back to Africa, God is still on the throne. Mm-hmm. He is still so good. He's still the hero of the story. Yes, he and is. he sees these children. And he's asking us and inviting us to be a part of the journey, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful to see the kitchen. 
I mean, these vats that were amazing. Oh my gosh. The skip one kitchen there. Like, first of all, thank you listeners that were a part of that. It was huge. It really was. These kids and we'll show you photos on the Instagram site, but we're just getting that. That might be the only meal they get every day, Mm -hmm. but it is a meal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, oh, here's a little scrum. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. they got a full plate of food. And and you see why their test scores are good. Because when you're malnutritioned, mm-hmm. you can't think. Right. Your eyesight, you go blind. I mean, there's, I mean, we call it hangry here yeah. when we're hungry. Yeah. No, we need to, I will meet, I need to lose weight. Yeah. And these kids, I mean, they're getting the new nutrients that mm-hmm. they need. Talk about a whole foods. Like you said, the garden Clean there. Water. Clean drink. water to drink, not where they, they have to take jerry cans and scoop it up with the animals oh. crap. It was so beautiful to see this thriving school. And it was also good just to go back and mm-hmm. be reminded mm-hmm. of what our mission is mm-hmm. and what we're called to do. True religion, the Bible says, isn't just people who hang out in church. And believe me, don't forsake going to church, the, the gathering of the body, but true religion is people who take care of widows and orphans, That's right. kids like these children. And it was so powerful. And so that day kind of rocked us seeing the kitchen. And then we drove to the place where my little boy Theo was. Mm-hmm. And it was <sighs> to see where he lives and just the mud dirt roads mm-hmm. um, and the joy on <laughs> these people's faces were insane, but we showed up at the church that houses the school because Compassion is does such a great job of empowering mm-hmm. the local church mm-hmm. on the ground really? in these countries. Um, because we're not there to be the hero, we're not the Americans right. to show up. We want to come alongside and partner with the teachers and caregivers and doctors and um, pastors that are loving on this community every single day, long after we came back to mm-hmm. America to our mm-hmm. bougie life, you mm-hmm. know. But I'll never, and I want to know if you remembered this too, I will never forget this moment. They they set up these white plastic chairs in the front of the church and all the children when we got off the bus started greeting us in song and dance. And then they usher us mm-hmm. in and we sit in the seats and Eugene, our interpreter's there, and he wants each of us to speak. And you got up and you <laughs> shared watching my daughter. I know. Brooke was me. amazing. I mean... <sighs> She just had such a heart um, for everybody, everyone she met. I mean, even even in the hotel that we stayed at, yeah. the people that were there, the the military men. She went up to oh, them, and yes. remember that whole encounter. Oh, that was amazing. With, with the- people. I mean, she's like you. She's a mini you because she's just... <laughs> she has more compassion she, than oh I had gosh. at that age. But um, yeah, Brookie was just amazing. Everybody that met her was just like in awe or there were just no words of, of her kindness, her heart, uh, her... Um, she's just so wise just she was just wise in so many things. I was blown away because I mean I I know Brooke, but to see her in this kind of an environment, I don't get to see her so much at college and right. you know here and there I get to see her, but to see her in this environment and to just see her shine the mm. light of Jesus right. on these people. Uh it it blew me away. I mean, she 
She's an amazing young and woman. She and she started learning do... the language. I know. And Eugene, so she'd get up and say, hello, how's it? And, I know. In their language. I know. Which I still don't remember. And then she'd say, thank yeah. you for having us. And in she their remembers language. it. I can't she remember me either. Thing. Yeah, yeah, me either. And so then they erupted, right? Because yeah. they just thought that was so yeah. neat that she could say, yeah. hello, how are you? God bless you. And so I'm watching all this happen. And as a mom, you're right. I was so proud mm-hmm. because if the only thing my kids get right is that they know that man's chief end, the reason why they were created on mm-hmm. this earth for such right. a time as now, is to bring glory to God. Right. And it's so easy, and I'm so guilty of this, to get distracted and sucked into my career, my life, a book deal, doing another thing, making more money, mm-hmm. all, my marriage, like, and losing focus on fixing your eyes, Shalene, on things to come. I hope that's a now word for someone listening. We need to fix our eyes right now on things to come, not mm-hmm. on earthly things. Because right. otherwise it'll bum you out, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching her share. And I look over and there's a window into this church. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post this picture. You guys are going to just get rocked mm-hmm. with this picture. And I look over and there's three little boys Mm-hmm. And they have their fingers clenching to the bars of the window, up on their tippy toes, like almost staring in with this big smile on their face. And I look over at Eugene, our interpreter, and I go, why are those boys smiling? And he goes, oh, because you bring them hope, Mama Shalene. Mm-hmm. I go, what? Mm-hmm. He goes, just your presence lets them know that maybe they're going to get sponsored one day. And then they can come inside to the school. Mm-hmm. So they're so happy. I'm thinking if an American mm-hmm. kid saw all these people come and celebrating and dancing and they're outside the window, they would look ticked off. Okay. <laughs> they would have their arms crossed. They wouldn't. And I just went, no way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to meet them. <laughs> we need to sponsor these three kids. You know, I mean, it just was such, mm-hmm. there was such a peace about them and a hope and a trust that this could really happen and uh-huh. they could possibly tell people in America and maybe mm-hmm. someone will sponsor me and I'll get to come get an education. There's, there's so much of that because that story takes me back to Uganda. And I mean, I remember being at Bethany Village yes. and there was a barbed wire fence that ran alongside yep. the orphanage and then the outside. And remember when we were walking through the bush and there was this man who was holding a little girl, but he also had a child next to him and his wife. Their clothes were just muddy, dirty, Mm -hmm. uh, torn, uh, just, and they were on the outside. You know, there were two children that could be sponsored, but they weren't. They were from some other village, someplace. And then there was another child. Do you remember the picture? You've got the picture of it. Yeah, of one of our, um, uh, the people that were with us, and he was reaching his hand through the fence, the barbed wire fence, and here was this little Afrikani child, must have been about six or seven years old, and the two of them just touched hands. Mm. Just He just reached his hand out, and she reached her hand out. And it's a beautiful picture, but you're just like, there's so many children that um, that need to be a rescued hand and rescued. And a lot of these moms, you know, that I meet in these countries, they're saying, listen, I'm not asking you to take over and raise Mm-mm. my child and move nope. them to America. I'm just saying, can you skip $38 and help me keep That's this right. kid alive in school and fed? Because what happens is, 
like the Elfie story, right, is when these children grow up and they get into their 11, 12-year-old, they get sold into sex trafficking because the mom can't afford, she's almost dying, and then she has two little, little ones, Mm -hmm. brand new baby and a a Mm -hmm. Mm two-year-old, and she can't get enough food for the four of these. So she, these people offer them $20 and say, we're going to give them a meal every night. They're going to have a bed. Oh, yeah, they're going to have a bed, all right. Yeah. And it's so sad because you and I can't just say, let me let me help you. Mm -hmm. What I have found in traveling to these countries, the thing that God's opened my eyes up to the most is it's embarrassing, actually, to say. I used to think that that was their emergency. Well, Elfis, that's your emergency. You chose to have all those kids and that's your emergency. Mm -hmm. I need to save my money for my emergency. Like what happens to my kids or what if my Mm -hmm. kids get cancer or they, and I'm going to need funds to do that. But yet the Lord sees it completely differently. And this is where I feel like one of the most jar wrenching passages in the Bible um, is about judgment day. Mm-hmm. And and Judgment Day, as uncomfortable as this is, this is a description when all nations, every person from every time, that's you and me, mm-hmm. will be gathered together at the same time in the throne room of God. And he will start separating the people. And it says like a shepherd will separate the sheep from the goats. He will separate us, the sheep on the right, the goats on the left. He will separate these people. Mm-hmm. And... It says when in Matthew 25, 31, if you want to take time and read this, but it says, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father and take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And it's interesting when you drop down in Matthew 25 to verse 41 through 46, he then will say to those on his left, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not come look after me. And they'll answer. They get like defensive. Mm -hmm, I get mm -hmm. it. They're like, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and didn't help you? And he'll reply, truly, I tell you, red letter words of Jesus, whatever you did not do, Shalene, I put my name in the Bible, by the way, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you didn't do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So often I feel like we hear stories like this or we encounter things, buddy, we travel to the country and then we say, God, what do you want me to do with my life? I'll do it. Like, I want to be a follower of you. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I feel like he laid it out pretty clear with these six things. Mm -hmm. Feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, give clothes to the needy, visit the sick, welcome a stranger. Go visit those in prison. And orphans and widows don't have to just be in a third world country. Thank you. We got them I right mean, here in America. My mom's a widow. That's right. The lady across the street is a widow. Right. It's like we can be a light to anyone in They're our all community. around us. They're all around us. We don't have to go clear across the ocean. 
it, and it's interesting because after getting back from Rwanda, I'm a bit fired up again. You know, mm-hmm. it's just God saying, remember, stay mm-hmm. on point, mm-hmm. stay on mission. Mm-hmm. Don't get distracted by the things of this earth, Shalene, the shiny things. Mm-hmm. Fix your eyes on me. Keep connected to the vine. Because when I hear those red letter words of Jesus right there in Matthew, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you didn't do for me. So as a Christian, do I think Jesus was joking? Like, is that, cause I mean, that's, I guess what you have to come up with. You have to mm-hmm. answer that question. That's right. Do you think he was joking? I don't think right. so. No. <laughs> and it's so, a little scary. I, I, and so it makes me ask the second mm. question to myself. And I'm hoping this will maybe splash on one of you listening is, so what have I been doing for the least of these lately? What have I been doing? You know, but it's, and it's also, you know, I, even in my Bible study that I, that I have, it's, again, not necessarily money all the time. No. Finances. Your it's time. Visit your the sick. time. Visit those in prison. Right. Yes. It doesn't have to be finances. Help Barbara out with her widowed mom that she makes three meals a day for. I'm just saying. <laughs> DM her. She would love some help. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, but, but it's it true. Is. That's it's such a great time. point. It's, and everybody has their gifts and their talents. We all know what they are. And if you don't, just go in prayer and ask God to show you what, you know, and or ask even someone, what do you see? What do you see in me? What do, what what are my gifts? You know. Mm. But I know there's a, a. I actually took a quiz. I forget a biblical quiz that you could find out what your gifts are. Really? Yeah, it was very interesting. What were your gifts, buddy? You have a lot. My gift was evangelism. Woo! I know, which I would never have thought. But I do have a heart, you know, as as uh, believers. You know, we, we're disciples. We are all disciples. And we are here, as I shared with you earlier, we're here to to share Christ with, with everyone. To multiply. And to multiply because... Hey, we're all going to die one day. Right. And I don't want to see anyone to perish. And that's God's biggest, one of his things, you know, that he shares in his word is, you know, he doesn't want anyone to perish. And he's made a way for everyone to be forgiven. And that's through Jesus Christ. And Amen. we can live eternally with him forever and ever. I just, I've just gone through two deaths in our family this last week. I know. And... You know, you, you you start reflecting on the person's life and just so many things. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, when there's divorce in a family, how your family is separated and you might not have that relationship that you wish you had had for whatever reasons, right. you know. It's just relationships and family. And uh, that's what God is all about, relationships. Mm-hmm. and Community. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of that, we want to give our listeners an opportunity. We show up and do this splash podcast with you to not only splash you, but splash ourselves. But I am a big fan of not just being a hearer of the word of God. 
and yeah, doing you, nothing with the message. She's a doer, people. <laughs> well, no, because the Bible says that, right? <laughs> I know. Because don't just hear it. Go do something with it. I know. Something. Or please don't say you're a Christian. That's okay. Maybe you're on your journey. You're not sure yet. Get the cross off around your neck and the fish off your car. Like, just figure it out first. But if you are someone listening that calls yourself a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you right now jump into the splash zone and actually rescue a child. I asked our friends at Compassion if they would give us 200 children that are in priority. They are in dire need. They're either in an AIDS-infected area, sex-trafficked age, Mm -hmm. um, all of that. And But it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to trust God with $38 a month. And you're going to go to my website, shalenebryan.com, and at the top of the website on the right, it says sponsor a child. And you can click that button and you can pick a date or a a boy or a girl, um, a birth date that means something to you. Get one for every one of your children and your kids can start doing chores around the house and say, you're keeping little Alonis or Omega alive and Mm -hmm. fed and in school Mm -hmm. because you're doing your chores. And you make this a family thing. I didn't realize the impact it was going to have on now my adult children. That's right. When they were growing up, sending little letters. Well, it was when we were in Rwanda. We met. I mean, we'll talk about the genocide and the... Oh, my gosh. The museum that we went to. But the two um, young adults who we had dinner with who are now going to be working with Compassion. Right. They were sponsored children. They were sponsored children, and they were part of the genocide. Yes. They were like five, six years old. They're now 25 to 30, I think. Right. And uh, Sandrine, her and name, they, and, and Eugene. They shared with us their story wow. of the genocide. Emmanuel. Was just, yes. Emmanuel. <gasps> yeah, he was five when his family, everyone got killed in the Rwanda genocide. But I want to give our splash listeners. So these are splash children. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep track of how many listeners are going to jump in and trust mm-hmm. God and rescue a child. And everybody who rescues a child from our podcast goes to shalenebryan.com, clicks on a child and rescues them. I will send a copy of my book, Love Skip Jump, because I just want to thank you. I, I just I just want to thank you, Barbara, and I want to for um, living out true religion. Mm-hmm. God says in Proverbs 21, 13, those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. And I hear people say to me all the time, Shalene, I pray to God. Why isn't he answering me? Why, why is he ignoring me? I don't know. What have you done for the poor lately? Or verses like this. I mean, this one's a great one too. It says, those who give to the poor, whoever gives to the poor, this is Proverbs we'll 28, 27, will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Jesus is so serious about this. And I didn't even know there were a hundred plus verses in the Bible on the poor. I didn't until I started going on that first trip in 03 to Africa. And so this is a way to say, God, I'm going to trust you with $38 a month and I'm going to rescue a child and save them from poverty, give them a hope and a future, let them get fed, get their cute little uniform. But most importantly, 
hear about Jesus, Mm -hmm. for the opportunity to be saved Mm -hmm. and to rise up and be leaders in their country and do something. And you're never going to get, this is the only time in the Bible too, where God says to test him and it's about money. I feel that's so interesting because he doesn't say, test me and see if I throw you into hell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say that. It's about money. He goes, test me and see if I don't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour so many blessings on your life, you can't contain it. Bring your whole tithe in there. You're never going to get, I'm never going to get, Barbara's never going to get to the end of her life and God go, really, Shalene, you rescued another child in my name? No, he's not going to say that. He might go, you bought another pair of shoes, Shalene, really? (laughs) I mean, my Starbucks bill last month was $72. I'm embarrassed. I don't drink coffee, okay? So this is ice cream tea. It's bacon goudas. It's, yeah, $72. Hmm. I could have had two kids. Mm -hmm. Keep them alive, fed, in school. Skip it. Make your tea at home. Flip an egg yourself. Feel what it feels like to live out true religion and watch how God open up opens up the floodgates of your life and you lack nothing. So I'm excited for That's our awesome. Slash listeners. I'm excited that Compassion was kind enough to give us this block mm-hmm. of of children to represent our Slash family. And that's Mm -hmm. what we consider you, part of our family. just to reiterate, Compassion International is an amazing organization. I mean, we actually were in Rwanda with the people in the church. Yes. Looking at the books, looking at the files of every child child. that that they had from their birthday. I mean, it was was. Uh, categorized and detailed. No, we'll put it up on the site. I'll show you the books. From every day. <laughs> it was amazing. I was just blown away at and the every records letter that they keep. That the sponsors, like yes, you and I every sent, letters, get every letter, yes, every gift, every card, every, every note. Yep, and every file of that child. And and how important it is. I don't keep files is. in my house oh. that good. And how important it is for us to communicate with those children. I'm guilty of that one. I have, um, I have a sponsored child, and I, um, I do write to him, and yes. I do send photos to him. He wasn't in Rwanda or Uganda or anything, yeah. but um, okay. yeah, it's just because of the stories that I heard from these two young people, and how important it was. To, for them to be splashed by their sponsors, just knowing mm. that they were being loved That's and right. cared for by someone else that they didn't even know. I know. And they I don't even think they've met them in person. No. But they felt the love and the care that they, they gave them and helped them to mature and grow in their in who and they are as individuals. Of mm-hmm. The detailed records. Uh-huh. I learned something about compassion in Rwanda besides the child sponsorship program that all of you listening can rescue one, two. Some of you can take five kids, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not Mm going to feel it and just save these kids lives and Mm -hmm. skip the Disney cruise, maybe go visit them like Barbara and I did. But we met a mother. Mm. There was an area of young moms, young and old moms, to be honest. When I say older, I mean in their 40s. But we met a woman named Stephanie with her son and her husband, Eugene. And she was... um, to me, the leader of kind of all the women. Mm -hmm. And then she starts to share her story with us. And she found at 45 that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So she faked malaria so that she could overdose and lose the baby. Mm -hmm. 
but God had a different plan. That's right. So she ends up not being able to abort this. She, she isolated herself because she just felt mm-hmm. so dirty and she just stayed in her mud hut, which Barbara and I actually got to go mm-hmm. to her home. Mm-hmm. And one day someone from the church, one of the Compassion Mercy Networks there, knocked on the door and invited her to church and enrolled her in the Compassion Child Survival Program. And in that program, one, praise God, she went, right? Mm-hmm. This changed That's her right. whole atmosphere. Right. This this shifted everything in her life. But in that moment, she was given prenatal care, mm-hmm. life skills, mm-hmm. um, learned an age, uh, a wage earning job. Hygiene. hygiene. She had to learn hygiene oh no, and learn it, how to teach her children right. how to be clean and and, and because of this, her baby was ended up being premature, but because she was in this compassion uh, child survival program, which I didn't even know they I didn't had know that either until we were there. I know. I mean, there were little babies, you guys, all over. <laughs> and if you know Barbara, who has 17 plus grandchildren, she's picking these babies up. And we watch moms wear those baby Bjorgs yeah, on yeah, the front. Yeah, yeah. No, they stick them on their back, wrap a towel blanket around their legs mm-hmm. and tie it in the front. And they'll then carry bananas on their, on their head, head, 20 pound with two, bananas two, uh, with two buckets little of water buckets of water and, and an side. infant on their back. And we call in sick because we have a <laughs> cough. So, or I can't come to work. My baby's sick. No, they just flap it on their back. That's right. So one of the ladies puts the baby on Barbara's back. I got to show you this photo. I, I loved it. Barbara I, oh. was so natural and she just wrapped that blanket around I her waist. I wanted to do that so bad. It was just like when we went to uh, Uganda, I wanted to deliver a baby. <laughs> do you remember? I wanted so much she to deliver a baby. She ended up just pulling someone's just, you don't have a, yeah. instead. But anyway, I was just like, can I please, would you wrap this baby around me? Uh, and so I just bent over yep. and she plopped the baby little, on my back. Little six month old baby. I know. And then, and they were all looking and laughing and everything. But oh my gosh, I couldn't take my hand away from the baby. You were afraid she was going to. I was afraid she was going to fall off, but she did. And then, do you remember? I was all secure. I turned around and I looked back and I went bye bye now. (laughs) She pretended like she was going to back out of the place with the baby, and everyone started just erupting. But it was so beautiful was, hearing mm. Stephanie's story mm-hmm. and the transformation and the hope that sparked That's in right. her eyes because she found the love of Jesus and That's a family right. and a community yep. of other moms that That's were learning right. just That's like right. her and trying to survive with this new child. Mm-hmm. And as we were in her house, I asked, where are your other children? Where are your other four other children? Because mm-hmm. she said she had five mm-hmm. children. And she got the biggest proud mama smile. That's right. Let me tell you something. Moms transcend borders. (laughs) Let me tell you. When you're a mom, you could be in a country, you don't know the language, but when you talk about someone's kids, this woman started beaming and she gets this big smile on her face and she said, they're all in school. And it's all because of people like you who are willing to skip $38. Trust God with $38. He's actually going to provide that money for you. He just wants to see if you get out on the boat, get out of the boat and walk on the water. That's right. Do you trust him with $38? So I'm excited for Mm. our Splash family and Mm -hmm. community to do something. And who knows, maybe in 2020, one of you, besides getting 
the book I wrote, could join us that would be on awesome. a trip to meet your kid because that is just a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> level. But um, Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be amazing yeah. to do a splash trip to Africa yeah. and take some listeners um, and have them go meet their children. Yeah. You know, I'll have to tell you, being real, having gone in 03 to see Omega and Alonise, I was so blown away that it was real. And I walked into Omega's hut and our Christmas card photo was embedded Mm. in her wall. And I was in my 30s. I was just blown away. Mm -hmm. But now having them grow and be young adults that are in college and thriving to get Theo now Mm. um, and sponsor this new little boy um, who's six. Mm -hmm. And we were there on his birthday, you guys. It was how cool is God? Um, I can't wait to watch how God's going to not just grow my heart, but grow this little boy into the man that he had planned. And who knows if you're not the answer to that right now. Yes. And I just had another story. You know, Shalene is such a giver. Um, She has such a big heart. And I remember being at the church uh, with the two little sisters. Oh, yes. The twin sisters. The twin sisters. One wants to be a doctor and the Mm -hmm. other wants to be a teacher. And they can't. They can't get there unless they get help yeah. and they get educated. And so what does Shaleen do? Buddy. You don't need well, to share that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Because that's what I'm saying. It's just, you know, they didn't have rent. Wasn't that the, yeah. the story? They yeah. didn't have rent for a month or two or whatever. And Shaleen was able to make that happen for them, which is, again, gives you gives them hope and want to work harder and uh, do better. And uh, yeah, it's just just so many wonderful little nuggets of things that you can do to help people over there. It was just it I want to be sure that you listeners, that I put that into perspective. Um, their rent was $12. Everyone would have done that. You can't be carrying pocket change and someone's going to lose their home, their family of three, three children, a mom and a dad, five. The dad at the church we went to came to know the Lord there. He was a drunk and hearing his testimony, came to know the Lord. The pastor now gave him a job at the church. He does security where his daughters go and are sponsored. Mm -hmm. They're praying for their other two children to get sponsored, if Mm -hmm. anyone wants them. And they had been current, they have a good landlord, but they were concerned. Mm. And I had $200 in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I was going to buy cheesy Rwanda souvenirs. Or cheese in the airport. Right. Or cheese. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) In the Netherlands. In Amsterdam. (laughs) And I just felt like God's like, drop it. Seriously. Mm. So I talked to Brooke and Brooke goes, mom, I have $12 and I go, I have 200. Let's just pay their rent for the year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could, I because you that. can. That's right. Not, like, do you think I even felt that? I don't. But my point is, is you're not going to miss the $38, mm-hmm. but the life that you save mm-hmm. will never f- forget, forget it. That's right. These, they, they put your pictures up in their mud huts and they pray for you and they ask for God's blessing on your life because you're a winning lottery ticket to someone. This is a winning lottery ticket because you were born here in America and they were born in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. So I'm just excited about this episode because I feel like when I get back and because of the community we have with Splash and we thank you for your comments and your encouragement as we Mm, continue to do a weekly 
podcast for you mm-hmm. guys every Sunday. And we want to keep mm-hmm. it free forever. Like we just want to share information what's going on. And, and we're I going on the road, everybody. Yes. And we're <laughs> on the road. So if you have a church or a women's group, we are so happy to come and, and do a splash zone event at your church. Um, we believe everyone needs to live their life splashing, but let's not just be hearers of the word of God mm-hmm. or go, oh, that was really a cool thing for Shalene mm-hmm. and Barbara to do. No, it's a cool thing for all of us to do right. because Jesus said, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. You want to have an encounter with Jesus? Do we really? Well, you get to see him through the face of the children and families that you serve. So thank you for listening. I mm, Thank you for letting awesome. us be able to share thank this you, event everyone. with you, um, this trip that we just took to Rwanda. And until next time, mm. splash someone a sponsorship. Yes. ShaleneBryan.com. Hit the sponsor a child button at the top right and share with us the picture of your sponsored child. Mm. When you share it, we will have a book sent to you as a thank you for rescuing that child. So until next time, please keep splashing and splashing the love. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.